Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl, thanks for joining me again this week. If you're new to the channel, I hope you enjoy this episode and tune in for more. This week I want to read out of the book of Matthew. I'll be in chapter 13, starting in verse 36. This is where Jesus is explaining the parable of the weeds that he told earlier in the chapter. Starting in verse 36, Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the sons of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers, and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. This idea of weeds. You know, you don't have to be a farmer to get this, to understand what Jesus is talking about. The picture is clear to anyone. Think about it. Someone who is a farmer, let's say, who has large fields. They clearly get the reference. They know what it takes to take care of the land to take care of their crop and to protect their crop, their livelihood or their food from weeds that will cause damage. Now, someone who doesn't live on a farm, but perhaps just has a lawn, they understand even though you plant grass specifically in a place, weeds will pop up. You need to treat them in some way. You need to make sure, again, your grass is protected. There are other people, like myself, who don't really have a property with a big lawn, but maybe you have flower beds. You understand, in the beginning of the season, you put your mulch down, you try to keep the weeds at bay. If you don't take certain precautions, weeds will grow among your flowers or in your vegetable garden. Same thing. You've got to be vigilant about this. Now, the one thing about weeds is that they grow differently than other plants. I'll give you an example. If I want tulips, there's a very specific way to go about planting tulips to grow. You got to get the bulbs, you got to put them a certain depth into the ground, you've got to plant them at a certain time. No one just randomly has tulips showing up in their garden. Nobody randomly has roses or orchids popping up. It just doesn't happen. Weeds are a different animal. Nobody invites the weeds. Nobody wants the weeds. Nobody plants the weeds. The weeds just show up. And they show up in some pretty strange places. I remember a few years ago visiting my parents, walking out the door, going down the driveway, which is your basic blacktop driveway. And I noticed what looked like a little crack. And out of that crack was growing something green. Now, this crack in the driveway was nowhere near the grass, was nowhere near the flower bed. And I wondered to myself, how is that even possible? Did this weed from the soil underneath the driveway somehow make its way up and surface? 
Or maybe there was a little crack in the top of the driveway and somehow a spore from another weed found its way in there and all of a sudden, even without soil, it's growing. You see, weeds are magical, but not in a good way. We'll call them magically intrusive. In front of my house, I've got sidewalk. If I tried to plant a tree or some vegetables or anything on that sidewalk, well, of course, it's not gonna grow. I'd be a fool to try to have a garden on a sidewalk. But I'll tell you what, those weeds come up. They come up through cracks. They come up in places I have no idea how a weed could grow there. You pull, you spray, you do whatever you have to do, but they don't stop. There's weed killer out there. There's all kinds of treatments, natural, chemical, whatever. All kinds of treatments to keep these weeds at bay. But all we can do is treat. If somebody said, I have the remedy to extinguish all weeds on the face of the earth forever, you would say, no, you don't. We know that's never going to happen. As long as this world is as imperfect as it is, weeds will grow. As long as we live in this imperfect world, we'll have to be concerned with them. The picture Jesus paints here of the enemy sowing weeds among the good seed so that they grow with the good crop. I mean, that's the world we live in, right? That's, that's the world. Jesus said it. You've got us, the church. We're trying to work for God's kingdom. We're trying to do God's will. We're trying to share the gospel. And just as God is planting little seeds of good holiness out there, the enemy is planting his own seeds. And we're going to come across those weeds. We do on a daily basis, whether at work, socially, in the grocery store. We're even going to come across them in our church congregations. That's the truth. Jesus talks about separating the weeds from the good plants. Guess when that happens? Not here. Not now. He tells us when it happens. At the end of the age, it happens. So what does that mean for us? That means that unfortunately, we've got to coexist with the weeds. But what do we know about weeds? They spread. They spread like crazy. It's like they have a mission to multiply and multiply and multiply. They're not discerning. We just said weeds will grow anywhere, on a sidewalk, on a driveway, on a rooftop, any place that plant can get its little roots grounded anywhere it will. So as we live in this earth and we have exposure to these weeds that we cannot avoid, what we have to make sure of is that the multiplication of that evil, of that sin, does not occur in us. It says here at the end of the age, Jesus will weed out all that causes sin and all who do evil. But we, in the meantime, have to be vigilant to keep our distance from all that causes sin and all who do evil. I just had a conversation with someone about friendship with the world. You know, we have people we call friends. I think we probably should call them acquaintances who do not love the Lord at all. But we have relationships with them. And we have to be able to strike a balance. To me, there's a scale. There's a scale of influence. When I am with people 
who do not love the Lord. My goal is to influence them for the Lord. When influence starts coming in the other direction, when I notice that this relationship, this friendship, whatever you want to call it, is trying to move me away from God, then that's where I have to draw the line. We are to reach the world for the gospel, which means that we got to be in it, not of it, but in it. We've got to be around these people. We have to have relationships with some of these people in order to get that message across. But we have to understand what distinguishes us from them. And there can be danger in those weeds. If you're someone like me, and the longer you spend being a Christian, the more you notice everything in the world that's against God, that's evil, that's drawing us to sin. And it can seem really oppressive. You feel like you can't even get up and turn on the TV or turn on the radio or drive down the street without being bombarded by all of this negative influence. The weeds can get overwhelming, but there's solace in knowing that Christ will bring a correction to all of this. There's one day when all the weeds will be gone. Not only all those who do evil, but everything that influences us for sin will be gone. Just like we can't be surprised in the natural world where a weed might pop up, spiritually speaking, we can't be surprised either. Some of us in our walks have been surprised, I'm sure, by fellow brothers or sisters or people we know who we think love the Lord, who all of a sudden turn out to be something different. But we really can't be surprised by that. Jesus says, the weeds are everywhere. It takes discernment to know the difference, and it takes vigilance to keep from being affected by their influence. Father God, we thank you for that picture of the harvest to come. We thank you, Lord, that there will come a day when all evil will be gone. Everything that causes us to sin will be gone. All of the people who hate you will be gone. But Father, all that will be left is you and your holiness and your perfect creation restored on the earth, in the heavens, and within mankind. Father, thank you, God, that we have that promise to look forward to. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.